0: Today on In Spirit and Truth with
1: Pastor J.D. Farag. So why do I point this out? Because this is who God chooses and uses. He uses the weak to confound and shame the wise and the strong. And you know why? So that he alone receives all the glory. There's no way even if they wanted to, that anyone could ever take the credit for that which God alone can do.
0: You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, kaniohe Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Psalms. We find throughout the Bible that God used the week for His work. Pastor J.D. teaches us that this was so that no one could ever doubt who was behind the miraculous deeds. God will use the weak so that the strong will know it is His work. This teaches us that to be used by God, it would be wise for us to show humility and be transparent with our weaknesses. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. Now, here's Pastor J.D. in Psalms chapter 7 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth.
1: When David writes, uh, how excellent is your name, how excellent is your nature, your character, who you are in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens out of the mouth of babes verse 2 and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger when I consider your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained and (laughs) David being a shepherd uh, out there with the sheep at night uh, he knew a thing or two about the moon and the stars as he would be out there in the fields and so here he's, he's pondering he's considering the heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have ordained and then he says verse 4 what is man that you are mindful of him. And the son of man, that you visit him. For, verse 5, you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen. Even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the seas. O oh Lord, verse 9, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. I love this psalm. So <laughs> this psalm is drawing upon the powerful and even profound paradox you know what a paradox is right it's this juxtaposed paradox of you know two extremes if you will this paradox of god creating the unfathomable universe yet he's mindful of the smallness of man have you ever seen those uh YouTube videos, if you haven't, I would encourage you to uh, search them up, where they take Earth and they illustrate, you know, by way of putting it into perspective, uh, what the size of the Earth is compared to the other, you know, uh, planets in our solar system. And then over here is the sun, and here, here's the Earth, and then I don't know how many millions of Earths fit into the sun... Okay, just try to wrap your mind around that. And then the sun in, and then you have our universe. And then our universe in perspective is like a microscopic, basically not visible, uh, when compared to the vastness of the entire, uh, universe. And then that universe in comparison to, I mean, you can't even, you can't even fathom it the universe that god has created the the workmanship of his hands we're told that he flung the stars into space and he not only numbered them he even named them all do you know how many stars there are you can't know how many stars there are did you know that it is scientifically Uh, proven that there are as many stars in the sky as there are grains of sand on the shore. You remember when uh, God said to Abraham, I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the sands on the seashore and the stars in the sky. Uh, (laughs) So, And he named them all? Go to Kailua Beach and just get a jar of sand and name each grain. I promise you, you'll fall asleep by the time you get to I don't know what number. And he's try to to just comprehend that. This is what David is, is talking about and, and writing about. And he does it by way of this contrast, this, this paradox, this comparison to God. You, you created all of that. And here I am. I am, I am just nothing. Man, and you're mindful of man. How, how is that even possible? I mean, you can just, you get this sense that David is just flabbergasted. He's, he's trying to, you know, it's, it's not that he's questioning God. He's just, it's almost as if he's saying, God, who is like unto you? How excellent is your name in all the earth that you would even be mindful of mere man when you created all of this? G. Camel Morgan said, it's almost an understatement, it really is. He says, the contrast between the stately splendor of the moon and the stars and man of earthly origin, the contrasts are graphic. Graphic. You can't can't even begin to possibly comprehend. So, Another thought is, notice in verse 2, where, and this kind of ties into it, because he says, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you have ordained strength. Now, just, just try to picture this in your mind's eye. God has created this unfathomable universe that's just a speck in the larger context of the vastness of The universes. And yet he's ordained that out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants that they would be strong because of your enemies. He says that you may silence the enemy and the avenger out of the mouth of babes. That's where we get that saying, right? So why do I point this out? Because. This is who God chooses and uses. He uses the weak to confound and shame the wise and the strong. And you know why? So that he alone receives all the glory. There's no way, even if they wanted to, that anyone could ever take the credit for that which God alone can do out of the mouths of babes. One of my favorite passages in all of Scripture is in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. I want to read verses 26 through 31. I like to refer to this as this is my story, and I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Whenever I'm asked, hey, um, did you ever have any formal education, or did you ever go to like, you know, seminary or a Bible college, or do you have any degrees, or letters after your name, and I like to always answer and say, well, I have letters as a name, J.D., uh, but I don't have, you know, like, there's anything wrong with that. I don't mean to be disrespectful. But, uh, well, what, what qualifies you to, uh, you know, teach the word, and uh, shouldn't you have certain uh, qualifications? Well, I like how one said it. Uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And he does. He he chooses the foolish things of this world <laughs> to confound the wise so that only he can get the glory. So listen to what Paul writes. He says, brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were <laughs> wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God, I like those two words, Chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. So that, here's why, listen, no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you're in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. So I love it when, you know, somebody approaches me afterwards and say, wow, man, you know, God really spoke to me through that, you know, teaching, and I always know that God gets the glory because if God could speak through a donkey in Numbers, he can speak through an Arab donkey (laughs) from behind this pulpit. God can speak and only God gets the glory. God can choose the foolish out of the mouths of babes, out of the mouths of the weak. It should also be pointed out that Jesus actually quotes from this psalm when he confronts his accusers in Matthew 21, verse 16, listen to what he says. He says, do you hear what these are saying? Yes. Have you never read out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants you have perfected praise? He quotes from this (laughs) psalm, Psalm 8. Charles Spurgeon so eloquently says it this way. Aha, aha, O adversary, to be overcome by behemoth or leviathan might make thee angry, but to be smitten out of infants' mouths causes thee to bite the dust in utter dishonor. Thou art sore broken now that out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou art put to shame. Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, also quotes from this psalm as it relates to fallen man being made a little lower than the angels on earth. That's here. But. In heaven, we're going to be over the angels. Listen to what Hebrews 2, 5 through 9 says. It is not to angels that he has subjected the world to come about which we are speaking. But there is a place where someone has testified, What is mankind that you are mindful of them? A son of man that you care for him. Uh, That's Psalm 8 that he's referring to. You made them a little lower than the angels. You crowned them with glory and honor and put everything under their feet. In putting everything under them, God left nothing that is not subject to them. Yet, at present, we do not see everything subject to them, but... We do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. By the way, the book of Hebrews is a powerful, powerful book. We're not too far away. Uh, So uh, let's see. Philippians, uh, let's see. Uh, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. we got a little ways to go. We'll, We'll get there about 2020. Let's just keep moving here. So in addition to the Savior and the writer of Hebrews quoting this psalm, so too does the Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Corinthians in chapter 15, verse 27, he says, For he has put everything under his feet. Now, when it says that Everything has been put under him. It is clear that this does not include God himself who put everything under Christ. Who knew? Psalm 8, this obscure psalm of sorts would be quoted throughout the New Testament. F.B. Meyer said, He made us to have dominion by the word of creation. He made us kings unto God by his blood. And here it is again. Listen. His name, his nature shall therefore be honored through all the earth. Psalm 9. Again, a title. This one's interesting. It's to the chief musician to the tune of the death of the son, <laughs> a psalm of David. What is, what does this title mean? Well, apparently it was written to the tune of a song that was titled, The Death of a Son. Now, it's believed that this was actually a song about the death of Goliath, the son of the Philistines, as it were. Some believe that both Psalm 9 and 10 were actually written as one psalm. Others see it as two. It's in the canon of Scripture As But regardless, it's a magnificent psalm of David who in it sings praises to the Lord from his whole heart for the victory over the enemy. You know, you could put a caption on these psalms that we're looking at and studying through tonight, Psalms 7 through 9. And if you were to do that, the caption should read something along the lines of praise God no matter what. Praise God no matter the enemies that are rising up against you. Praise God no matter those who slander you and falsely accuse you, because the Lord is your victory and the Lord is your defense. Praise the Lord. That's basically the caption on these psalms. So here's Psalm 9 verse 1. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell. Hang on to this one too. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to, and here it is again, your name, your name, O oh most high. When my enemies, verse three, turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence, for you have maintained my right and and my cause, you sat on the throne judging in righteousness. You have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. O oh, enemy, destructions are finished forever. And is, 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 this is one of those psalms where, remember last week we, we saw this, where he starts off talking to God, and then he talks to his enemies. And he talks to God again. So here he, he turns to, from talking to God now, to talking to his enemies. He says, uh, verse six, oh enemy, destructions are finished forever, and you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished. But, verse seven, the Lord shall endure forever he has prepared his throne for judgment he shall judge judge the world in righteousness that's not very popular today want to talk about that and he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness verse 9 the lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed a refuge in times of trouble and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. And here it is again, verse 11. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. When, verse 12, he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. (laughs) You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may, and here it is a third time, that I may tell. "...of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in your salvation. The nations," verse 15, "...have sunk down in the pit which they made, in the net which they hid. Their own foot is caught." The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation. Selah. And again, for those of you who weren't with us prior, Selah has this uh, idea of pause, stop. It's a refrain to just kind of consider up to that point. Now, verse 17 The wicked shall be turned into hell. And all the nations that forget God, for the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Arise, O Lord, verse 19. Do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah. Okay, bear with me. Here in Psalm 9, David starts out with a very important principle that I would argue is often a forgotten factor. And it's that of telling of all God's marvelous works. Talking about them. Telling them, recounting them. And and praising God for them. This is, to me, one of the most, if not the most powerful and effective ways to pray and Praise the Lord.
0: We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor JD's continuing teaching in the book of Psalms. While our time with you is ending, your study of God's Word doesn't have to. Everyone can learn from the Bible, and everyone will be blessed when they open their hearts to its truth. As you spend time in Scripture today, ask God to share His heart directly with yours and be open to whatever He has to teach you. Know that we're praying for you as you study and we'll continue to do so each time we produce a new edition of In Spirit and Truth. Are you in the Kaneohe area? If so, we'd love to have you come be a part of our weekly services. Calvary Chapel Kaneohe meets each week to spend time praising the Lord and learning from His Word. Find out more about us and get directions at InSpiritandTruthRadio.com You can also hear additional teachings from Pastor J.D. while you're there, or download our mobile app for Apple and Android devices to access these messages anywhere and everywhere. We'd also like to point out Pastor J.D.'s Mideast Prophecy Update. Each Friday and Saturday, Pastor J.D. updates us on where the world is in conjunction with the prophecies of the Bible. He takes the time to comb through the news and tell us how world events line up with God's plan as stated in His Word. If you'd like to view the latest edition of the MidEast Prophecy Update, visit our website. Again, that's inspiritandtruthradio.com. Thanks for joining us today for Pastor JD's teaching and we hope you'll tune in again right here on In Spirit and Truth. In me and
2: Truth